It's uh, technology we're talking about uh, right about now. Kino, this yep. is right here in the studio. Now, um, into the gist for the day. We're having with us tonight Judith Okonkwa. She is the founder of Emisi 3D Technology, uh, the first VR lab in Nigeria. So she will be having a conversation with her tonight. And we'll be talking about virtual reality, mixed reality, um, augmented reality, and um, all the reality. So have you heard about VR? Have you heard about AR? Have you heard about MR? Have you Now we even have XR, like extended reality. Come on. So if you want to know more about that, just hang on a bit. We'll be having uh, her on the show. Why we just go for the short, short break. Thank you. doesn't have to be complicated to be smart. Use the right technology and make your life simple. Simple. You follow me? It's Tech Talk, Tech Talk. with Keynote. Today we will discuss the emerging technology of the VR and um, AR industry and what it means for the world um, we live in. Um, virtual reality and augmented reality are kind of buzzwords already. Um, uh, it's an emerging technology, emerging technology as many would like to refer it to because we, are, we have not seen it proliferate, if I use, I'm using the right word, mm -hmm. proliferate every, every sphere of the tech space, uh, or rather every home or related consumer tech mm -hmm. and all of that. So um, for me, it's still an emerging, emerging tech. So um, and they are just buzzwords and we've heard them before and we want to know what exactly um, is the difference uh, between all these terms. Um, you've heard virtual reality before. Mm -hmm. You've heard augmented reality before. You have you have heard mixed reality before. Mm -hmm. And we are still trying to wrap our minds throughout these three three terms or these three terminologies. And now they are telling us X reality, like yeah. for some people would, would say it's cross reality or extended reality for X reality. That's XR. So uh, we want to know how in, in today's show we will be discussing. Um, all of that and um, having with us today is someone that uh, she calls herself the tech evangelist did I get that right yeah. <laughs> or a VR evangelist or something and um, she's for me I, I think she's kind of one of the pioneers of the VR labs in within the tech ecosystem in Nigeria uh, many of you may have heard of her before she's nobody else but Judith Okonkwo of Emisi 3D. It's nice having you in the studio tonight. Thank you. It's a real pleasure to be here. All right. Thank you very much for honoring our invitation. Honestly, that was during the holidays. If you're listening to me right now, I, I was just lying down on the couch in my father's because I, I like to take holidays with my father every Christmas. Mm -hmm. And it was just Christmas period. And I just I was just lying down and I just sent a message to Emisi 3D. I said, see, I want to have you guys on the show and guess what? It's a reality today. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're really thrilled to be with you. Thank you very much for coming. So um, a very quick one as we go into into the show. Now, as immersive technology, okay, before then, uh, can we just, what is VR? Uh, of course, you are already yeah. in the system. So uh, for our listeners out there, they want to know, mm -hmm. um, of course, uh, many of us are, 
our first introduction to the VR thing is games, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay, aside that, what is VR? What is immersive technology? Mm-hmm. Um, how can we relate with that? Yeah. Okay. So, so to get started, virtual reality is an immersive experience that an individual can have. But to have it, they must have a device, which we typically call the virtual reality headsets. So it's those people sometimes call them goggles, um, but they're not quite. And they can be everything from a really low-cost version, like some, something like the Google Cardboard, cardboard. which is literally made out of cardboard. And if your phone can run VR apps, you can put it in that mm-hmm. and experience VR. All the way through to more high-end systems like the Oculus Rift or the HTC Vive. And for those ones, you need to connect them to a computer. But you get a much more enhanced experience in terms of like the quality and all of that. But to describe what VR is like for someone who hasn't tried it, I mean, just imagine the room you're sitting in right now. And imagine wanting to tell somebody about it, right? Now, if you took a picture, they would only see it in 2D, like what you see in front of you. But if you took a 360 photo and put it in a VR headset, when they put that headset on, they could look around and see what you see when you look left, right, up, down, and behind you. So completely 360 and immersive, that's what you get with virtual reality. Oh, wow. Oh, that's quite extensive. But however, uh, uh, what's the difference now with... We've talked about virtual reality. Okay, mm-hmm. so what's the difference between the virtual reality? There's AR was augmented reality. Mm-hmm. Then MR, we may talk about XR yes. later. Yes, yes, then we will. MR, um, mixed, mixed reality. reality. So yeah. what's the difference? What's connectivity? How, how does it connect? Yeah. So with virtual reality, from what I've described, you can imagine mm-hmm. that you put on a headset, you block out the physical world mm-hmm. around you, and you're completely immersed in the virtual, virtual environment. World, yeah. With augmented reality, you get the opposite of that. So you can still see your physical environment but something digital is superimposed on it so if you're a fan of like you know the marvel movies and you watch avengers and you see iron man mm-hmm. you know when he's got jarvis and all of that stuff yeah, in front of him yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. that's ar in the future yeah. um but for us today maybe you tried pokemon go pokemon go yeah, yeah, yeah or yeah. even things like snapchat filters you know yeah, are like a form true, of true. ar mm-hmm. so just superimposing something digital on the physical world, the physical world. and mm-hmm. usually through an interface it might be a phone or a tablet google glasses once upon a time that sort of thing mixed reality is when you kind of like jump between the two so you will have headsets that will allow you to like be in a virtual space but mm-hmm. then also like sometimes see the world around you mm-hmm. and have that digital superimposed on the physical and some people when they think about it say that VR and AR are kind of like on a spectrum you know, so mm-hmm. one end you're completely immersed, you can't see anything around anything you. Around, yeah. The other end you're like completely in the physical world and then you just superimpose digital yeah. things on it. Mm-hmm. And that whole spectrum you'd put into the category of extended reality because mm-hmm. you're pushing reality in some way. Oh, so that's where XR comes from. XR comes. Oh, mm-hmm. great. So this this is so amazing right now. And and I know beyond, beyond like I said initially when we started, that uh, for some of us who are still newbies mm-hmm. in... Um, in the VR, in the VR world, and the use of VR, uh, only introduction to the use of VR is just games uh, mm-hmm. for fun or entertainment. Now, as we see uh, technology kind of blur the lines between uh, the real world and the digital world, mm-hmm. or rather, yeah, digital world, we we, we kind of also see that we now see organizations beginning to use these technologies to improve the lives of people to better the way we do business and also our society. Now, Emisi um, 3D is a is an organization which you, lead, you, you currently lead and at the forefront of um, 
immersive technologies here in Nigeria and Africa as a whole. So I want to know how how has EMISI Treaty or what solutions yeah or what mm. problems does EMISI Treaty uh, solve using the technology that you that you use? Yeah. Okay. So so it's really interesting, right? That mm-hmm. you say that you know there's a lot of emphasis on gaming and stuff and entertainment mm-hmm. with VR. And that really has happened, I think. You know, you, you described it as an emerging technology. Mm-hmm. And it is because in the consumer space, it's, what, five, six years old? Mm-hmm. But when you dial it down, the technology itself is over 50 years old. Yes. Right? Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. NASA, you mm-hmm. know, the U.S. Air Force, they all use that for training. So, high-risk, really mm-hmm. expensive environments, that was the way to go. So, it's always had an organizational focus, mm-hmm. right? The enterprise use cases have always been known. It's just that then it was too expensive for... The regular company or the regular individual to access and that that has changed now so in terms of use cases that we see locally um everything from people obviously education is a big one you know and if you look at low-cost vr for education you think about the typical situation in a local school 90 100 kids in a class one mm-hmm. teacher no infrastructure that can be poor you know like mm-hmm. we're talking real public yeah, schools yeah, right school, yeah, um because we're working with a school in yaba Jibo high school mm-hmm. and the classes are really huge so, you know, it's a challenge for the teacher to be able to interact and pass on knowledge. You know, I mean, we, we say teacher ratios should be, what, 20 to 1? And then we're not even close to that. But then with VR, you know, imagine that you're teaching biology or something, you know, or you're exploring the human body in some way, the human heart. The kids can maybe hear what you're saying, maybe not. Uh, you know, they certainly won't be in a lab checking it out because mm-hmm. those facilities aren't there. Mm-hmm. But they can go into a virtual lab, right? So you can have them in a VR lab. They can put on the headset. Mm-hmm. And right away, they can do anything from have a human heart be, you know, in front of them, right through to dissecting that if they need to. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever the wow. case may be, whatever you imagine, mm-hmm. you can literally create with virtual reality. So it's that powerful. And education is one use case. But then even in things like, you know, healthcare. So what we're seeing around the world is that it's being used for things like pain management. It's being actually used to treat people who are, you know, like paraplegic or quadriplegic, mm-hmm. you know, getting them to like start to develop sensation in their limbs, which is amazing because well, mm-hmm. you can actually really influence the way the brain is kind of like thinking and, you know, connecting. Um, it's also being used in enterprise situations for, mm-hmm. for training. Um, it's being used in art in really interesting ways to push the boundaries of people's craft. So I think we're, we're only just starting to see where it will go. Where, where it will go. Yeah, uh, uh, we, we've seen what you have uh, successfully mentioned now or said is how uh, the applications mm-hmm. side of some sort of the immersive technologies, either VR, AR, or MR, mm-hmm. or however you want to apply them. But I want to even ask, um, because since, uh, for me, I think education is where you major. Mm-hmm. Yep, so what, what uh, seeing that there are various ways we can apply, what uh, drove you to education? What mm-hmm. inspired you to solve problems in education using um, immersive technologies? So for me, when I look at it, you know, when I look at the reality of education in Nigeria, actually, like in a lot of the world, right, mm-hmm. there is no way like, even if we deployed all of our budget in Nigeria next year to education, we wouldn't solve it. Wow. We would, you know, mm-hmm. would we magically, like, build enough schools, have mm-hmm. enough quality teachers? Mm-hmm. Like, it is not possible. So we need to think about a way in which we can actually leapfrog that problem mm-hmm. and, you know, deploy a solution that will work for us. And that's what exponential technologies do for us, technologies like VR. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, you might have, like, you know, 90, 100 students in the classroom, but all of a sudden, a child in a local public school can have the experience of exploring the pyramids of Egypt. 
There is no way there would be money to play those children. You know what I mean? I Never, right? Never. But, yeah, but all of a sudden, they know what it's like to be there. Can you imagine that? Mm. Can you imagine a child exploring the solar system? Things that seem so abstract, so removed from your life, mm. and now right there in front, in front of, you, of you. And you get to inspire all sorts of possibilities, as well as really enhancing the learning experience. Because we're also talking about you know, learning outcomes. It's one thing to have children in school, but when they graduate, what do they know? Mm-hmm. This way, you know, you're not just hearing it. You actually get to do it. It's experiential. We know that retention is improved with virtual reality, you know, aided learning. So for me, it's a no brainer. Like if this is possible, we must do it. We must do it. Right. Mm -hmm. We must. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, Really interesting that uh, uh, what you do now, I I want to imagine that you're dealing with a lot more young people, Mm -hmm. dealing with lots of young people. So um, seeing that you're dealing with young people, how would you describe the tech literacy gap? Mm-hmm. in Nigeria um, how will you describe that and if you think it's really white what do you think we could do to close um, to close the gap um, I do think that it's why I mean you know but there's a sort of bubble for, for us who are in the tech space mm-hmm. because of course we're surrounded by tech, tech people, people. Yeah, and true. you think like it's everywhere but go beyond that mm-hmm. right go to the majority of the population and it's easily a different story mm-hmm. and that's just because of things like access right yes really mm-hmm. how many people will have the devices will have the internet mm-hmm. will have, you know all of those things that can really make a difference so I think to tackle it the thing is just about providing more and more and more access and that's why things like mini labs are important the co-working spaces all of these things that allow people mm. to have a way to contact these services yeah. i remember when we were growing up mm-hmm. uh, they used to tell us they used to tell us don't sit too close to your tv mm-hmm. <laughs> but now we're having the tv right yes yeah. it's like really really that's some serious stuff so don't, don't you think it has it pose put some health effects to the eyes no absolutely so mm. that's one thing that you know everybody's kind of like really trying to gather as much data as possible on what are the possible side effects of you know things like vr on the headsets now we know some things we know some people for example get motion sickness you know when they wear it. so you always have like all of the health and safety warnings if you put it on if you're uncomfortable remove it if there are any issues let us know. Now, in terms of screen time and like the close contact with the eyes, we advise caution the same way you would with screen time with other devices. But you'll also notice that there are not a lot of um, VR experiences right now that require you to be in the headset for really extended periods of time. So, you know, a VR experience might be 20 minutes, for example, that Mm -hmm. sort of thing. You don't get experiences where you're actually literally in there for hours and hours and hours, except perhaps maybe in extreme gaming. Mm -hmm. So, so, so I think that we're still finding out, um, but we know that, you know, the things that keep your headsets hygienic because, you know, you obviously don't want to pass stuff on to other people. Yeah. Oh, great. That's, that's perfect. Because for me, that's, uh, I, I, I won't say I have issues in my eyes, but mm-hmm. I'm very careful how I use my eyes. Mm-hmm. The reason I'm not very, um, what's the word, I, was, I still call myself a newbie when it comes to that. So if, if with the creation of these gadgets, yeah, mm-hmm. and all those health and safety risks are put into consideration, I think uh, we'll be fine. However, going further into our conversation, um, lots of tech companies, uh, the big boys, they have, they have, made certain announcements and those announcements are beginning to shape our expectations mm-hmm. as regarding tech yeah, for the year mm-hmm. and all of that. So I, I want to ask uh, what what do you think uh, or rather what would you say um, what would you predict yeah. uh, what are your predictions for the AR, VR yeah. industry this year? 
<laughs> now that, that's a question that you know I just feel like ooh because we've had like all of these predictions over the last few years. You know, mm-hmm. 2016 they were saying this is the year of VR and all of that. Um, so for me, what I think will happen is that we'll start to see not so much a consolidation, right? Mm-hmm. But we'll start to see kind of like more access being created, mm-hmm. and that's because uh, um, alongside the traditional platforms, we're now having opportunities to create in different ways with things like web VR and web AR, mm-hmm. which is browser-based, yeah, you know, browser-based. yeah, um, uh, VR or AR. And I think that opens up possibilities. We also have a lot more initiatives dedicated to giving people access to these technologies. Mm-hmm. So I think naturally because of that, we'll have a lot more players in the space. And I think that that's pretty exciting. I know that there are quite a few more courses that are starting out in, you know, tertiary institutions focused on VR and AR. So I think there'll be a growing body of expertise in the field as well. Um, and I think we'll also see people kind of like pushing in different areas in terms of research. In Nigeria in particular, uh, I'm pretty excited about kind of like the push I see around um, the creative side. So I'm seeing a lot of 360 filmmaking, you know, being undertaken and a lot of more creatives looking at how they can really advance storytelling with immersive technology. Talking about storytelling, yeah, yeah. let me just, I was, I was having a discussion mm-hmm. with Norma of um, Digital Africa okay. and she was saying, oh, we need to start telling our own stories, African stories. Mm-hmm. And, on, and then on air, we talked about how, or, because she said, okay, her kids don't know what it means to go to the village mm-hmm. and have the village, um, the native experience yeah. because of uh, modernization and all of that. So we could do something like... Um, uh, uh, AR or VR where they can actually visit the village, go to the stream to fetch water <laughs> with that express mm-hmm. and all of that. And I think if we can start telling African stories with technology, I think we will not go extinct. We will not yeah. go... Uh, yeah. We will not... Just experience things that we experienced when we are growing up, we can also pass our children absolutely and I think you know I think you hit on a really beautiful point there because I think one one place I will all agree that we haven't done so great is in like you know really capturing our history to pass on to the next generation generation, and that's something that we can do beautifully with VR and 360 360. okay that's uh, perfect Um, going further um, I'm very aware that Emisi Treaty is going around the north northern Nigeria installing um, and launching mini labs mm-hmm. um, mini labs in, in key states in the north. So how's the experience been? How's the experience been? It's, it's been incredible, you know. I mean, like some of the places we, you know, haven't been to you before, so it was eye-opening to, for example, go to Kanu, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, yes, we knew we were going to open a mini lab, but did you think that we would go there and find people who were already using AR to create experiences for education or, you know, that they had already tried to, like, you know, print a 3D print a VR headset. Mm-hmm. So super, super exciting to see that Despite all of the obstacles, people are ready to embrace these technologies and harness them for all their work. Whoa. Uh, I, for me, I, I think uh, when I heard about it, uh, mm-hmm. because I follow you guys on Twitter mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, Instagram, I think I saw it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So, and I think Ventures uh, also retweeted and mm-hmm. said something about it. So, when I read about it, I was pretty much very excited mm-hmm. because I think this is like a void being filled right before my eyes <laughs> here in the north. Because before now, I have looked around for a a VR lab or something mm-hmm. like Kujo School and experiment mm-hmm. or even have conversations mm-hmm. with but mm-hmm. I didn't find any so I want to say big big ups to, <laughs> to, to you guys for bringing this 
to my domot. <laughs> <laughs> like it. No, no. See, I, like, I'm super thrilled to be able to do it. It's been something that I've wanted to do for quite a while. Yeah. And, you know, um, it was great to have, like, Facebook agreed as yeah, yeah, So, true, yeah. you know, really, really pleased that we can do it. And actually, it's not just the North. So we're starting in the North, but we're also going to, like, put a few in some Southern states. Oh, great, So, great. you know, so, we're going to do some coverage of Nigeria. No, honestly, that will be very 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 awesome i'm looking forward to it with this uh um 3d labs being installed here in the north or around nigeria uh, uh, in the future what what do we expect mm -hmm. to happen in the tech ecosystem mm -hmm. in nigeria large with mm -hmm. this happening right now so I'm really looking forward to kind of like the kind of activity that I see in places like Lagos mm -hmm. being replicated and even more, more you know, mm -hmm. stuff I can't imagine. Uh, so for me, what's really, you know, incredible about this is that when you have communities of people who come together who are interested in a particular technology and start to collaborate, then magic happens. Mm -hmm. I've already told you about the experience in Kano with what I already found there. Yeah. And I can imagine that being replicated in, you know, in these other mini labs, um, in these other communities. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm waiting to see lots of exciting you know like products come out come out okay that that's fine and uh, i'm sure uh, the history of those products will not be complete if immunity 3d <laughs> is not mentioned because uh, of course it was born or birthed at the back of those um, um, mini uh, mini labs that uh, was created by your company so honestly it's nice having you on the show trust me really really nice having you on the show thank you um judith for coming on the show we hope to get you on the show one more time if All right. You, yeah. Thank you. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right. Thank you so much. Cheers.